Welcome back to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, and today we're joined with Cody Brown. How are you doing, Cody? Yeah, I'm doing well. Good. Yeah? Awesome. So we're in Wellington, amazing city. Really enjoyed being here, actually. Yeah, you live in a blessed place. Yeah, I love it here. Love it here. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, you've been in Wellington for how long now, Cody? Um, I think, like, just over 18 years, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Quite a while, quite a while. Yeah, so you know your way around? Yeah, I know <laughs> everywhere, honestly. I've been everywhere. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, we've really enjoyed this city. You got you guys just, it's such a blessed city, you know. It's a little bit windy, but man, on a good day, you guys are great, <laughs> hey? Yeah, no, we put it on. On a good day, can't beat it. And um, we've noticed, because, I mean, I've always wanted to do um, kiteboarding. Yeah. You guys got like the best place to do kiteboarding here, eh? Yeah, 100%. There's an estuary that just is shallow all the time, isn't there? Yeah. You can, people go out and they kite surf. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very cool. So, yeah, thanks for joining us on the Jesus Magnet. Um, your testimonies, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, should be good. <laughs> so, Cody, um, have you always been a Christian? Um, nah, nah, not at all, not at all. I no? think, yeah, nah, never. So your family... Um, wasn't the the typical church goers? Yeah, no, nah, not at all. I no, nah? from a real broken family. So. Okay, so you were brought up. Um, so you, because you said eighteen years you've been here. Yep. You got one of those young looking faces. Kind of hard to tell how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm twenty one. You're twenty one. Yep, okay, twenty one. So you mainly been here. Okay. Um. So you've got family here. Yeah, uh, not not now. Um, not yeah. All my family kind of lives elsewhere, like either uh, far north or you know in uh, New Plymouth, Hawke's Bay area oh, as well. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm the only one out of my family planted here at the moment. So, oh, true. Yeah, we all started here, but they've all left. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. you all dispersed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So oh, that's interesting. But you can go. Um, you were saying that you got quite a lot of siblings. Yeah. Um, sort of one full. And then lots of halves. Yeah. So you could go almost anywhere in the North Island and you'd run into somebody you're related to. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's all right. It's all right, I guess. <laughs> um, all right, so if you weren't brought up in the church, would you be able to describe what your childhood was like? Um, yeah, sure. I think for me, my childhood was... Um, yeah, real difficult. Uh, I think um, I was just raised in a very hard um, environment. I think just controlled by a lot of like abuse, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, and I think to be kind of. Um, so, would your parents be the ones that would be drinking lots, or? Uh yeah, like my my brothers and my dad. It was majority my dad, I guess. I think um, the light of my life um, when I was younger was definitely my mother. She kind of taught me how to be a man and kind of live a life that was. I guess you know worthy of something. I guess, and I think yeah, she was a real good example of what it is to be a person. You know what I mean? That kiss for others. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's really really cool. Um, so your mum, um, she brought you up on those good moral standards and um, close knit. Really, you you and your mum pretty tight, were you? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Said my mum was my best friend. Um, awesome. Yeah, so. She taught me a lot of the good values that you know I carry today as a man. So, I think yeah, I owe a lot to her and just the example that she set for me. So, oh, awesome! Oh, that's so cool. 
I love I love hearing stuff like that, you know, because you know my mum in particular is a, she's a absolutely astonishing woman, and um, yeah, I take a lot of my thinking the way that I would filter through going and making a decision would almost be like a filtered. Uh, with what she would do, mm-hmm. you know, there's those bruce yeah. bracelets. What would Jesus do? Yeah. Always got. What would Julie do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, um, that's cool. So um, yeah, so you you were brought up in Wellington. You had your siblings. You had your mum and your dad. Um, your dad had a bit of a, a addiction to alcohol. Um, what what else was your growing up like? Yeah, I think it was just really hard for me because, um, yeah, I think I struggled with a lot growing up. But I think the one thing that I struggled the most was that I just not having, I guess, um, like my father's love. That kind of was yeah. real hard for me growing up as a you know a young boy. I think yeah. a lot of you know young boys trying to aspire to be like their father, and I think yeah, growing up that made it really hard for me that I, my father was kind of you know thought I was a disappointment. So yeah, yeah, that made it really hard growing up. So. True, yeah. true. Um, so, is your dad around still? Um, yeah, like I, I don't really keep in contact with him that much anymore. Like, dad's been like in and out of prison, so yeah, okay. I, 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 yeah, can't really keep in contact with him that much. But it is true. What's it like having a, a, a parent in prison? If you don't mind me asking, is that a um, bit of a invasive question? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I think yeah, it's it's a hard thing. It's it's definitely been hard, but um, it's taught me a lot. Like for myself, it's taught me a lot about um how I can apply more grace to my like to, mm. to my life. So I think it's it's been okay. I think I still try and keep in contact with my dad, and obviously it's been hard like not having a, a parent figure in my life. But yeah, yeah, I've kind of been you know I guess making my own decisions since I was y- a young kid. So yeah, but um yeah, it's definitely been hard, been difficult. How long's he been? Um, I up? think. Uh, roughly like probably like two years maybe or three okay. years. So I, I but I haven't keeping con- I haven't seen him like physically in over over like eight years maybe. Really? Yeah, yeah. So wow, things happen. So yeah, it's pretty hard. Okay. So what? Ca- ca- is it too rude for me to ask what happened along those lines? Yeah. Or would you like to just share your story however you want to start it? And I might uh, jump in with different questions. Yeah, that might be good. better, eh? Yeah, I think, yeah, all good. Um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, so growing up, obviously, I yeah, had my, like, childhood and all that sort of stuff, but it really, yeah, I was really close to my mother, and then I was around, like, yeah, 14, 14, and then my mother had been diagnosed with cancer, so that was real tough for me, because um, I was, you know, trying to follow my dream and aspirations and stuff like that, so I had to kind of put that on hold to um, come look after my mother, and then... Yeah, sadly, like a week before my 15th birthday, my mum passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you yeah. found out when you were 14 and she yeah. passed away just before you were 15. Yeah, the same year. That's so quick. Yeah, she was only, I think, when she when we found out that she had cancer, I think it was only roughly like eight to seven months, or seven to eight months later she passed wow. away. Wow. Yeah, so it was really fast. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's such tragic. Yeah. Um, Tragedy and and the family, like you know, handling something like that at such a young age, losing your mum, especially since you guys were so tight. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Did was it any? Was it that that stirred you to to start thinking? Why would something like this happen? Why would my mum leave me 
not not that she left you, but why was she taken from me so early? Was that sort of the the initial um, crux of is God real? Or yeah, I think oh, kind of like I think for me growing up. So I, I, when I was younger, I lost a brother to cancer as well. So oh, wow, um, yeah, growing up, my dad like kind of. Um, really really like drilled it into me that it was god who takes away people so i think from a young age just being surrounded by a lot of that influence i think it kind of made me think to myself that oh you know like it's god who takes away life and i think for me when my mom passed away who was the closest person to me i think instantly i thought like uh, like what what have i done to deserve this to you know lose my mom like the closest person to me my best friend and Mm. all that and i think yeah, I, I just was like, God, like, why, you know? Like, and mm. I, the thing is, I didn't even know God. I didn't even know if he was real. But I was just like, man, why would God take away the one thing that made my life happy or made my life special? So mm. I think, yeah, that was a really hard, I guess, journey to process and stuff like that. And as you've obviously, you know, been a Christian now, so if I just jump forwards a little bit, has this um, thought process been something that you've had to go through as a Christian, going like, you know, God, how did you take things away or... What's what's your answer to that now? Or your understanding, roughly on that? Yeah, I think for me, um, I had to go on this journey myself, and yeah, it, it was a long journey, a hard one to process. But I kind of, um, I, I just remember I was in worship one time, and then um, mm. like God just spoke to me, and then He just asked me if like I have I ever been blamed for um, doing something that I didn't do? Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, and then it kind of just came to me, and I was like, oh, like. That's like literally how God feels, you know, when someone's taken away, like when my mom was taken away, sort of, I instantly put the blame on him when it wasn't him at fault. And yeah, I think true. I, I had to go through that and it was just my lack of understanding of, of God and his character and his nature. Yeah. So I think um, when I learned his character and his nature, it really helped me like see that, um, you know, God loved my mom and he, he did care about her. So I think... You know, that's something that I guess, yeah, really helped me through that process is that, you know, God's the giver of life and he, he loves his children, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, true. I've um, had a friend of mine, his, his mum passed away from from cancer, very similar. Um, however, he um, was in a Christian home, I believe, and so he was praying, you know, Lord, heal, heal my mum. And um I might have some of the details a little bit off, but the crux of the story is uh, right. And um, she passed away, and uh, years later, he prayed about it and said, you know, Lord, you heal, and why didn't you heal my mum? And the Lord answered him and said, is she not healed? Where is she? And he's like, well, I suppose she's with you. And he goes, yeah, she's with me. She's healed. You asked for healing, and she's healed. And he came to this conclusion, and I find this statement just astonishing. Sometimes God takes the sickness from the person, and other times he takes the person from the sickness. Mm. But in both instances, they are healed. And that gave me a huge um, kick, really, to go in. Maybe we're trying to understand the method of God's healing, and impose our own method, how we believe he's going to heal somebody, and forget that, man, when we read the Bible and God heals um, the blind man, he spits in his face. 
you know, sometimes the method is way different than what we would think. He could just say be healed and he'll be healed for sure. But sometimes God just takes the method a little bit different and right to the point where the method we don't see coming at all, like bringing her into heaven, into the presence of infinite love and infinite healing. And, I mean, we're not going to understand that until we're there. But... um. Yeah, it takes it takes a little bit to wrap your head around um, that. But would you say that that's kind of where you sit yeah. now with your mum? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm cool. sitting in a good place. You know, I, I know that God's faithful, and I think yeah. I I seen I was watching this movie one time. I can't remember it like now, but it was like a Christian movie, and it was about um this guy and his um wife um like had the same similar thing, and um and I think. Right before um, she was about to pass away, she told him, like, it's okay, I'm going to be all right and stuff like that. Mm. And then she ended up passing away, like, right after. And I think, and then, like, but he knew that God had taken her to heaven and he was and she was with him. So I think, for me, it was kind of reassuring because um, my mom passed away, like, in my arms. And the thing she told me before she passed away is, it's going to be okay, like, I'm all right, I'm healed, I'm safe, I'm fine, everything's wow. okay. So I think when I watched that movie, I was like, man, that's crazy. And then I kind of like, God just spoke to me. And then he just told me like, in the moment while I was watching the movie, he just said like, it's okay. She's with me. She's uh, she's wow. healed. And I was like, man, that's real cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. And and it's such a, um, you know, almost like a the amount of wisdom gained from that is yeah. huge. Have you been able to help um, many other people around that have gone through similar trials and actually been able to say, hey, you know, this is what happened to me. I can understand. I can relate. And has that been able to help you essentially talk to other people going through grief, similar things? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely helped me because I've seen, um, like, I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think for myself, like, I've always wanted to be someone who gives back. And I think for me, it was real hard for me because when I was going through all of this, I wasn't a Christian. Mm. So... I literally thought myself it was me who got myself to the end of the tunnel and I knew how hard that felt for me. So I, I made sure that, you know, if I had the ability or if I had an opportunity, I wouldn't want anyone to do that alone like yeah. how I did it. So I think it's cool to see now that like, you know what, God really carried me through that hard season of my life and all the tribulations that I've been through. And I think trials and tribulations that I've been through, God's been able to carry me out of that and to see him now like use me and other people like, because I'm quite regularly around like, you know, people who kind of grew up in the same community, same sort of environment as myself. So I've been really blessed to just, you know, share a little bit of my experiences and my wisdom that I've gained over, you know, my life. And I think Come it's on, cool yeah. to see the difference that it's made in other people's lives. And that's something that I'm truly grateful for, you know what I mean? Like that's the awesome. things that I had to go through. All right, here's, here's the main question. How did you become a Christian then? You know, you've <laughs> obviously gone through all of this. Yep. But, but... You, you you weren't going to church at this point, or had yeah. had any sort of God moment um, yeah. prior to your your mum's passing. How did you stumble across Christianity? So yeah, like you know, as we've spoken, my mum passed away, and I think you know, for any young boy, you know, your first love is your mother. So I think for me, <laughs> that just kind of when losing my mother kind of kickstarted a lot of my own struggles, and um, you know, as a man, and so. And I was still at school, so I'm 14 at the time, you know, 15. And so I'm going to school, and the days got harder. There were days where I'll just stay in my bed, and I wouldn't get up for school. I'll just sleep the whole day. And I think, yeah, I just fell into a trap, a cycle of depression, and 
I'd resort to, you know, going to parties or alcohol and just doing all of these things that, I, you know, I knew I couldn't be proud of and I definitely knew my mum couldn't be proud of, you know. I was just leading a life that, you know, I couldn't be proud of and um, that's something that, you know, I, I like, it really ate me up at night, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and then I was just kind of like pushed to the, you know, the edge and I kind of like woke up one time and I was like, you know what, I don't really want to be here anymore. So I thought the only way to, I guess, I guess the only way to end all the pain that I was going through, all the, like, just all the, I guess, the suffering that I was feeling in my life was just to end my life. So I remember I was walking, you know, just going for a walk, and then I don't even know what I was going to do, but I just knew I just didn't want to be here anymore. But before I could do anything, um, I kind of just had an urge within me just to cry out to God, you know, like, God, if you're real, then, like, prove it. You know, I've heard my mates. I had a couple school friends who were Christians who would talk to me about coming to youth and stuff like that. But every time I would, like, ask my dad to go to youth, I would just get, like, a hiding. So I never, never really got an opportunity to go. But I just knew, like, oh, my friends talk about God. So, I don't know, he must be real or something like that. So I kind of just had this urge within me to cry out to God. And I cried out to God and just, yeah, said, you know, God, if you're real, prove it. And then in a matter of, like, seconds, like, um, one of my Christian friends called me and he literally said, um, yo, man, like, um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit um, told me to call you to see if you're okay. You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and then I literally just start breaking down in tears and I'm like, man, that's like, I said, like, who told you that? And then he said the Holy Spirit. And I was like, oh, well, I don't even know who that is. But I just told him, like, everything just opened up to him about how I was feeling because I've been, for me, I'm a real... I'm a real, I guess, you know, closed off person. I don't really talk to many people about what's going on my, in my life, but yeah. I think I just opened it up and I felt so comfortable sharing with him. And I knew in that moment that God was real because he turned up for me in my life, like in that moment, like straight away. So I think, yeah. yeah, ever since then, I never looked back, started going to church with my friend and started getting involved. Eh? So, yeah. Wow. So do you still know this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still do life with this guy, you know, um, today, so... Yeah, he's still one of my close mates. Let's, close give, let's give him a shout out, eh? What's his name? Oh, his name's D. 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 Yeah, D. Well Jacket. done, D, for just being obedient. Yeah. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is for D, from his perspective, I guarantee if we put him in the on, in this room and asked him, he would say, man, I wasn't sure if I should obey the Holy Spirit. And it just shows the, how powerful that obedience was. And the Holy Spirit's just saying, "I no, reach out, just see if he's okay." You know, yeah. like, and that right there—that's that's the the um, what do they call it? Like the catalyst movement yeah. on you going, "All right, well, God's real." You know, yeah, <laughs> that was it. And it was just from a bit of obedience from D. That's really yeah. cool. Um, so, what? Well, so you started going to youth yeah. group or something? Yeah, I started going to yeah Rise Youth. Um, so yeah, started getting real involved with that. Um. Yeah, enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Eh? So pretty much from that moment, yeah, I got straight stuck in. Yeah. Yeah, just started going to youth group. And then as I got, you know, like as I finished school, I um, yeah started getting involved with the church, like going to church on a Sunday service and stuff like that. So how did you get around that with your dad? Because obviously he didn't want you going at all. You said he gave you a hiding last time you asked to go to youth. Yeah, I think. You just sneak out. Well, the thing is, um, I had actually got kicked out of my house. Oh, wow. Be- because of it. Seriously? Yeah, so I had gotten kicked out of my wow. house. And 
I was, you know, bouncing around, you know, I guess couches. Uh, was a little homeless for a little bit there, but um, yeah, God definitely found a way to. How old know. were you at this point where you didn't really have a home? Um, so I had been bouncing like between places quite a while, but I think it was from the period of like when I was like maybe 16 or 17 to around like 18. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, it was kind of kind of crazy bit of so my life. You're talking like quite a few years. Yeah, of just bouncing around houses, staying at friends' houses or stuff like that, like yeah. not really having anywhere to go. Yeah, and you you're still going to school. Uh, at the time. At the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were yeah. still going to school, so you were yeah. just living with different friends. And yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I would turn up, try my hardest to turn <laughs> up to school, so yeah. Okay. Wow. That's that's amazing. But And you, you, you did, you got a family here, you got more than just your dad, you got different yeah. siblings here. So were they all still around? Or? Nah, well that's the thing, I, I don't have much contact with my siblings, like the only one I had contact with at the time was my little sister and okay. so for me, going through that whole school period, I was actually working like as a 16 year old, 15 year old to help, I guess, pave the way for my sister to have her own future. So Really? Uh, yeah, so I was sacrificing um, yeah, a lot of my own sort of, you know, going to school and stuff like that so I could work for my little sister, wow. make sure that she could get to school and I think... Yeah, like that's kind of. Um, she was the only really, you know. So you and your you and your little sister stuck together. Yeah, we stuck together. We were, we were pretty close after um, my mom passed away. So I think because yeah, while I was going through a lot of my stuff, my little sister was going through pretty much the same thing, but she was ten. Oh, so true, yeah. I was, you know, and I think that was a big wake up call for myself because I, I remember mom telling me before. She said, you know, make sure you look after your little sister. And I, I told her, yeah, I would. And then I think, yeah, I kind of, you know, got lost in my own way. And, um, yeah, my sister, same sort of circumstances yeah, came upon my sister. And you know, I think that woke me up. And then, uh, you know, I just kind of, you know, woke woke me up. And I just instantly changed my life. and tried. So you and, just grew up. Yeah, had to you, grow up. You eh? had to grow up in, in two seconds flat. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, doing something like that. Uh, enables like it's amazing that that growing up almost like is summoned out of you you know yeah uh, the holy spirit gives you that ability to almost withstand whatever's coming at you yeah um so did you and your little sister did you move in together like you guys just or was she with your dad um she was with my dad so okay. um my dad and my little sister I think when i was maybe 17 they moved um, far north, so like just north of Whangarei. So okay. yeah, they both moved her up there and then, yeah. yeah. But um, recently, like maybe last year, I brought my sister down here to live with me and she was living with me. So She's living with you now? Um, She's not living with me anymore. She's uh, moved up to Taranaki, but okay. she was living with me for maybe about, you know, a year and a half. Cool. Just trying to finish off her schooling here in Wellington and yeah, yeah so it was pretty good. Awesome, awesome. So you've been sort of... St- Glued to the hip with um a rise um yeah. ever since that moment yeah with the Holy Spirit and your your friend D calling you um because right now you sort of work and do an internship with a rise right yep. so how many years has it been since that how old were you when D called you well he called me when I was like. 18, 17, 18, I think. Okay. Or something like that. Oh, actually, yeah, 17. Just turned 17. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so we're talking like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
And you, so what do, what do you do now? Um, so now I um, work quite a bit. You like I work three different jobs, but um, you got three jobs. Yeah, so I work quite a bit because my nana, she's really sick at the moment. So I work just to um, send up some money for her for her health payments. So wow, yeah. So I work quite a bit, but um, during my days I do um, arise ministry school. So I'm a ministry school student here, third year. So I've been doing this for three years. This is my last year doing it, so yeah. So you're doing a, a school, which is normally a full-time yep. school? full-time school, and yeah. And you've got three jobs? Yeah, yeah. How? That is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. But um, So I work night shift at a supermarket just stacking the shelves, and I do um, teacher rating in a, in a school, so um, also, and then yeah, I just do some babysitting as well in the evenings, so yeah, yeah so it's pretty crazy hours, but... Yeah. yeah, and just to help your your, your nana. Yeah, because my my nana's like my second mother, so yeah. I um yeah I know things were hard for her when she came over to New Zealand, so yeah, just yeah. have to make sure that she's okay. So yeah, that's what I do. All right, that is a, that's incredible. You got like this huge capacity as a <laughs> what did you say? You're twenty one. Yeah, twenty one now. Twenty one. You got a huge capacity for a twenty one year old. Um. Probably like 10 times bigger than most 21-year-olds. That's incredible. And the heart to to not only get your sister through school, but to get, you know, your mum some financial aid for whatever she's going through. We can pray for her, of course. Yeah, um, wow. So after ministry school here, where do you think God's going to be leading you? Um. Well... That's the thing. I'm still quite um a little bit like um you know unsure, but I think like unsure as t- in terms of like where I'm going to be planted, like in terms of location. But I definitely know from the very beginning of like when I very f- stepped like first fit into the church, um God made it clear that um you know He wanted me to be someone that I didn't have growing up for someone else. So that role model or that that mentor or that older brother figure in their life that you know is struggling just as I was when I was a teenager. So I think um. I definitely know that my life is kind of pointed towards, um, you know, giving back to the next generation. So I know that God has his hand over that and God will guide me. And I'm just like, as a Christian, just trying to stay faithful to that plan and that kind of, you know, just stay under his guidance. So I think yeah, yeah, definitely something to do with giving back to the next generation, I believe. But wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Can I ask a question about your father? You do not have to answer this and I can edit this out if you don't want to. Why is he in prison? Um, yeah, my father's just in prison for I think domestic violence. Okay. Yeah. Um, at just against you and your siblings. Nah, against his partner now. His partner. Yeah, and like, ah, uh, just I think I I didn't really get into the details about it, but from what I've heard, it's with his partner and with you know another guy or something like that. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and um, I also just want to ask, you know, just just from a Christian's point of view, with yeah. you with your father and and. What he might have treated you like growing up and um, not letting you go to youth groups and maybe having a little bit too much to drink. If you were to see him or if he were to hear this, would you say that you've been able to forgive him as being maybe not that good of a dad um, today? Yeah, I think for me definitely, yeah. I think I find it... um 
really easy to forgive, I think, because I've been forgiven much, you know what I mean? So I've seen God forgive me of my sins and, you know, there's some things that, you know, to this day, you know, I, I know I wouldn't, I'm not proud of. So I think for me, um, I, I've been on that journey and I know what it's like to feel like, you know, you've made the world's biggest mistake. And I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't want anyone to feel how I felt in that moment when I felt like I had messed up so badly that no one would forgive me. So I think definitely I've, I've found it really easy to forgive my father for how he treated me as, you know, as a teenager or growing up as a child because, you know, for myself, I've seen God give me a lot of grace. So I just oh. want to reciprocate that. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that, you know, people know that the grace, you know, is freely given and it's, it's, it changes us. You know what I mean? So I'm not the same kid as I was back then, but I think, yeah, grow, growing up and having to mature at a young age has really taught me, you know, key values and key things that, you know, like we don't have to be the same as once well, uh, as what we once were, but we can kind of get through that. So yeah, I definitely forgive my father. I already have, and he knows I love him. So yeah. Wow. Oh come on! That was like <laughs> the best answer I could have. <laughs> Even if I had prepared an answer, that is an amazing answer. I I love that. eh? that's such a powerful statement right there. Because um, you know, like I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this right now. Yeah, and they got an anger. They got something against somebody that you know, rightly so as well. They mm-hmm. would have uh, beaten them up as a kid or abused them or whatever it is. And the but the power of forgiveness because you're you're just saying like you find it easy to forgive. And when just talking to you right now, you're such a light-hearted guy. You know, you're not carrying around all this baggage. And the cool thing is, is you forgiving absolutely sets you free you know but it's it's so powerful that can even set the other person free Mm. you know like they might think i can never ever be forgiven but you've been able to just say look i forgive you even if like they hear this over a podcast or whatever it is that is just insanely freeing the insanity of god and what he's done for us pours out what we can do for others that's yeah, so definitely. cool very 100%. very cool um do you have any advice for anybody listening that has gone through a similar scenario they've you know lost a loved one they've had to work a hundred million hours a week to be able to provide for others um you know sacrificed a lot um do you have any advice for anybody that's going you know life's life's tough life's um essentially put me between a rock and a hard place and I don't think I can carry on anybody that's listening that you would want to just share and impart your two cents into their life yeah I think um yeah (laughs) put me on the spot there but I think um (laughs) yeah to be honest I think for myself um something that I've learned along the way is that you know people love to talk about the anointing so but they always forget about the suffering that you had to go through to get the anointing so I think for me is that the suffering or the hard nights, the long nights that you're going through, all the work that you're putting in, like it doesn't go unseen. Like God sees that suffering and he sees what you're going through. But on the other side, you don't know what's on the other side. But all I know is that God's faithful and that the anointing that he's going to give you, like it's going to be something that can help, you know, impact that person or impact someone else in life, you know, who's going through exactly the same thing. So I think, you know, we can't get that anointing unless we go through the suffering first. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people, we try to skip, we try to skip the process yeah. and go straight to the product. But I think, you know, 
there's nothing that's ever when you've skipped the process. There's nothing that's actually been sustainable after that. I think you can see something that's sustainable. It's when the process was done right. It was done well. So I think whatever anyone's going through right now, just you know, stick with it. Stick with the journey and know that God's faithful. That God, will, God is there. He's, he hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't left you. But God is with you in that moment. Whatever those hard nights are feeling like, yeah, God is there. And I know that you know. There's joy in the morning. You know, there's joy in the morning. So. Come on, yeah. it's always darkest before it's the dawn, eh? Like yeah, that's 100%. incredible. Wow. Well, um, thank you so much, Cody, for joining us on the Jesus Magnet podcast. That's an incredible, incredible story. Um. Is there anything else that you wanted to throw in before we finish? I'll just give you one last opportunity. Um, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I just, you know, truly grateful for the opportunity to come speak on here and, you know, share about, um, you know, God's goodness. And, you know, I think that's what my testimony is. It's nothing about what I've done in my life, but it's, I guess it's everything about what God's done in my life. And that's something that I'm truly grateful for. And I think, you know, I'm part of like a real special category of people where I can say, you know, my worst suffering in my life has led to the greatest blessing, which is, you know, coming to know who, who God is and coming to know of his love. So yeah. I think, yeah, that's definitely something that, you know, inspires me every day. So I love that. My worst suffering in my life has led to my greatest blessing. Amazing. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jesus Magnet Podcast. If you enjoyed this make sure that you connect with us find us on facebook on instagram and if you want to support us be a member of our coffee club jesus magnet coffee club see you next time on the jesus magnet